0: Welcome to Journey of Faith. Today is the first Sunday in the season we call Lent, a season of reflection and introspection as we prepare ourselves to journey with Jesus to Jerusalem and to the cross. The Gospel lesson this morning is Matthew's account of Jesus' 40 days and nights in wilderness a time of testing and temptation that would help prepare Jesus for the mission and ministry that lay before him. I think it's important to note that just prior to this passage is the story of Jesus' baptism. Jesus was, of course, baptized by his cousin John in the Jordan River, And it is in that passage, one which we typically celebrate and read in January during our Remember Your Baptism and Be Thankful Service, one that Tina led us in uh, just a couple of months ago. It is in that story that God says to Jesus, You are my son with whom I am well pleased. And I think it's important that you take these two stories together because I think the baptism of Jesus and those words that God spoke to him, you are my son with whom I am well pleased, actually inform or shed light on the passage I read a few moments ago. I think the two are inextricably connected even though in the church year we separate them by a couple of months in time. So consider this. The story I read this morning, when taken with that story of Jesus' baptism and the preceding verses, is really, I think, a story about Jesus' identity. Because it is his baptism, God conferred on Jesus the identity of God's Son, with whom he was or pleased. It's an affirmation to both Jesus and those who have followed that he indeed belonged to God. It's about who he is and whose he is. It's about who he belongs to, which in turn informs and shapes who he just as it is with our own baptisms. It's what makes, I think, baptism such a powerful sacrament. Because in baptism, we as individuals are adopted into a family of faith and claimed ourselves as God's own beloved children. Children who are of infinite But back to the temptation story and how the passage about Jesus' baptism relates to it. You know, over the years I've preached on this particular text uh, dozens of times. It comes up again and again that first Sunday of Lent, and I approached it from probably just about every angle one could imagine. But this year, one of my favorite contemporary writers suggested a way of looking at this particular story in a way that had never before occurred to me. He suggested that the story really is about Jesus' identity. And and it's also about the tempter's attempts to undermine that God-given identity of Jesus. When I read that, it was a way of looking at the passage that, that that truly struck a chord deep within me, one with which I readily resonated. It was one of those dough moments, you know, when it suddenly makes sense that that really is what this passage is about. It's about who Jesus is and who he belongs to, about his remembering that as he navigates the various temptations that are presented to him there in the wilderness? In this passage, you'll notice that the devil or Satan or the evil one or however you choose to understand that tries to tempt Jesus and as he does in another version, the newly Revised Standard version, he puts it this way, if, if, you are the Son of God. If you are the Son of God. If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. If you are the Son of God. I think, throw that, throw yourselves down. If you are the Son of God. If, if you are the Son of God. I think that's significant because it provides, I think, a clue to what the temperature is here trying to accomplish. He's attempting to undermine Jesus' own understanding of and confidence in who he is and whose he is. And if he can accomplish this, then Jesus' entire mission, his message, his ministry will be altered, perhaps even the way so again, remember, just prior to this, Jesus has received that life-changing affirmation that he is God's son, the beloved with whom God is well pleased. And I think it is that affirmation, that identity that is conferred upon you and his confidence in it that does truly inform all of Not just the story of the world but his entire ministry. And it's that identity as God's beloved son that compels him to seek out the last, the least, and the lost. It's that identity as God's son that emboldens him to speak truth to power, to challenge corruption on the behalf of those who have no power and those who have no voice. It's that identity as God's son that defines every aspect of who he is and what he does, that determines the nature of his ministry, that instills in him compassion and kindness and grace. And it's also that same identity as God's son that will empower him, that will give him the strength and the courage and the resolve he needs as he sets his face toward Jerusalem and the showdown with the corrupt leaders there that will eventually lead to his death on a cross. Identity. It's so important not just to Jesus, but to us. In our individual stories, I think it is our identity as children of a God that enables us to withstand the various temptations that life invariably brings our way. As David most puts it, when push comes to shove, all the various temptations we may encounter stem from the primary temptation, To forget whose we are, and therefore to forget who we are. Because once you don't remember who you are, and whose you are, you'll do all kinds of things to dispel the insecurity that attends any human life, and to find that sense of security and acceptance that is essential to being happy and whole. our identity as children of God it's crucial for us as we face our own temptations to settle for less than who God created us to be and those temptations are all around us are they not most of them come as subtle messages That seek to undermine our identity as children of God. Subtle messages that invite us to forget who we are and whose we are. Messages that suggest that we are somehow inadequate, lacking, less than. That if we only had this or did that, we'd be more happy or more fulfilled in this life. Messages want to tempt us to fear one another. Messages that divide us into them and us. Messages that tempt us to hate this group or that one, to demonize those who are different from us, those who look or talk or love or worship or believe in ways that are different from the way we do things. Messages that prey on our insecurities. Insecurities, again, that surface any kind we forget our true identity as children of a loving, graceful God. I think that's why it's important that we are reminded again and again and again of who and whose we are. And that the same baptismal affirmation that empowered Jesus during his time in the wilderness is also available to us. To empower us in our wilderness times as well, and just as it did for him, that identity as a child of God reminds us that God is always the source of our true identity, and that God, as the song so beautifully put walks with us through the wilderness experiences that life brings our way. Of course, I think one of the ways God walks with us best is the community. For those of us here, it's this community we call Journey of Faith, a community that seeks continually to remind us of who we are, those we are. It teaches us again and again that we are beautiful creations of loving and graceful God, sacred and beloved. People who are valued, who are worthy of love and respect, people who belong to God and yes, to each other. Identity. <clears throat> if somehow we can be reminded again and again that we are children of a loving God, a God who loves us more than we can ever imagine, that we belong to this God of grace, then it becomes easier, I think, to resist those temptations in our world that seek to make us settle for less, that seek to tear us down, that seek to make us doubt who we are that seek to make us go astray. Identity. Identity. Our God-given identity as much-beloved children of God. That's what helped and sustained Jesus in the wilderness. And I believe that's what sustains each of us and our wilderness as well. So as we prepare to come to this table this morning, to the table that Christ prepares and opens to all, I invite you, only if you're comfortable doing so, to turn to those near you and say to them, you're special. You're a child of God. And I'm glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Please check us out at jofumc.org. God bless.